Well, nine months of Joe Biden is all Americans needed to see and Republicans won big across the nation, leading to hashtag white women trending on Twitter and also some of the best media meltdowns we've seen since probably 2016 when Trump took office. Also, the race for New Jersey governor has since been called, but many are sensing a lot of discrepancies and calling them out in regards to what ended up happening with the uh the counts of the votes. We'll be getting into that. And also the UN climate summit menu has been reported on, and there seems to be a lot of high carbon menu items that were offered to the elites at this event. The same elites who took their private jets and 85 car motorcades to talk to us about how we all need to consume less. All of that and more in today's episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please remember to leave a five-star review if you like the podcast, and it can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, and my website, sassesofficial.com. So go check that out. Now, before we get into tonight's news, because we do have a lot of it, the, the meltdowns that we're going to go over are going to be absolutely legendary. We're going to be talking about what this 2020 election season means for 2022 and potentially 2024. And we're also going to be talking about, of course, COVID news and um, what the shot and vaccination means for five to 11 year olds that are going to be subjected to this in the near future and actually right now. But before we get into all of this news, I have to give a special shout out to our sponsor, TigerFitness.com. Calm. Now, my friends, your girl has been trying to make some good gains. I've been trying to go to the gym a lot, and I'm a big uh, believer that abs are made in the kitchen, but I'm still trying to make a lot of gains, and I'm trying to consume a lot of protein, which is why I like to eat the Outright Protein Bar. My good friend, Mark Lovliner, actually makes these, and they're freaking delicious. The one that I have right here is the cookies and cream peanut butter one, and it is my favorite thing in the world. I eat one of these a day. They get me through my workout. They are amazing, sustainable energy. And I absolutely love them. If you guys go to tigerfitness.com and use coupon code SAV, you can get 10% off. And again, just to reiterate that I try all of the products that I, you know, sell to you guys. That was an other old protein bar that I had, but like this is an entire empty box of these because they're so freaking good and I keep eating them. I'm so grateful to my friend Mark for sending these over to me and I'm excited to, uh, again, talk to you guys about this coupon code staff, tigerfitness.com. You can get 10% off my favorite protein bar, which happens to be the cookies and cream peanut butter. That was the flavor combination I didn't know that I needed in my life. And again, these protein bars are made with a nut butter base. So they melt in your mouth. The first ingredient is peanut butter. So if you're like me and you're looking for like a good high protein bar that's going to get you through your workout, sustainable, good energy, and American-made products, and head to tigerfitness.com. Or if you're just looking for workout supplements or, you know, other things, other types of supplements that can help you with your health, with your everyday energy and rejuvenation, you guys can use that same coupon code for 10% off. Storewide, tigerfitness.com, coupon code SAV. So go ahead and check that out. Now, we saw a lot of big wins. Republicans won across the nation in states that were otherwise extremely blue, and this came as a huge shock to Democrats. 
And we're only nine months into the Biden administration. Nine months of Democrat leadership under Joe Biden was all it took for Americans to wake up and say, "Okay, yeah, we don't want this in our states anymore. We take it back. Take back your, uh, you know, progressive policies. We've seen what they've done to our country and we absolutely do not like it. So let's take a look at what happened last night, starting off in Seattle. A Republican won the city attorney race in Seattle just one year after Chaz. And if you guys don't remember what Chaz it is, it was the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone where anarchists took over an entire city block and tried to create their own autonomous zone in their own country, essentially. It failed miserably. A teenager ended up getting shot over there. And that's all Seattle needed to see. Antifa run, runs rampant over there. There's high crime in that city, a notoriously blue area. Republican won the city attorney race in Seattle last night. On top of that, in Texas House District 118, Republican John Lujan has defeated Democrat Frank Ramirez. This was a Biden plus 14 district in San Antonio and is 73% Hispanic. So that's what's going on in Texas. This otherwise blue area, even here in Texas, is now getting flipped. They voted overwhelmingly for Joe Biden. But just nine months into his presidency, they now voted in a Republican into their House district. Even further, we had a teacher who was forced to resign a few months ago after photos of him surfaced at January 6th. And tonight he won a seat on the school board in Braintree. Now, this is uh, an old article from back in October or yeah. From October, I guess that's not too old, from Braintree, Massachusetts, that said FBI visited Braintree School Board hopeful after Capitol riot. Candidate Matthew Lynch resigned as a Braintree teacher after a photo of, of him at the Capitol on January 6th was shared on social media. And then we skip to uh, yesterday night. Braintree election results. Six vote margin decides District 1 race. And those newcomers include Matt Lynch, according to unofficial results. And Newsweek even has to report on this and says that teacher who quit after January 6th photo emerged gets elected to school board. And in this story, um, this new school board member goes on to say that he uh, was former military and he's seeing what is currently going on in the school system. And he said he could no longer work at the school because of his beliefs. He's quoted saying, unfortunately, as the times change and situations evolve, I can no longer be true to myself while service the role as a Braintree public school teacher. My military experience as an intelligence analyst has given me a unique perspective on what is currently going on in both our country and our town. And I fear we are heading on a real collision course. So he felt his, the need to make his voice heard in Braintree. So he decided to join the school board and he ended up getting elected. So that was what was going on around the country there. But it keeps getting better. Again, Republicans swept Virginia, absolutely stunning Democrats per this hill Headline here, uh, Glenn Youngkin won as Virginia governor last night, and everybody was shocked because this is a, notorious blue, a notoriously blue state, and everyone, on the Democrat side at least, was just completely baffled. How did this happen? How did white supremacy win the day? Because we all know that's how the media is now spinning this win. 
of Glenn Youngkin, who actually got out, listened to his constituents, listened to parents and understood the plight of the average American and what they were actually wanting. He campaigned on issues such as the economy, such as giving people their freedoms back. If you think that freedoms are something that can be given back to you by the government at this point, it is nice to have politicians in office who will at least be on your side and understand that lockdowns and all of this COVID nonsense are unconstitutional. So he campaigned on these these real issues, and he won as governor of Virginia against Terry McAuliffe. And CNN had a complete and utter meltdown about this. They couldn't handle it, and this is this is how uh, they described what happened last night. Yeah, sure. I, let's be clear. Some of it was dog whistle. Yeah, right. Some of it was uh, ra- dog whistle racism. A thousand percent. But, but- Okay, so some of it was just dog whistling racism. And that's what we saw after the results of this came out. Also, in regards to New Jersey governor, those results have uh, officially been declared. But many people feel that election was quite fortified as well. We'll be getting into the details as of why a little bit later. But immediately the media said, oh, this was white supremacy. This was racism. We couldn't believe that this happened. What's going on? It's not because uh, Terry McAuliffe, instead of, you know, campaigning and listening to constituents and campaigning on the issues that Americans were actually worried about and his constituents, more importantly, were worried about. Instead of doing that, he was, um, you know, busy dancing with Joe Biden. And I'd like to personally believe this is what lost the race for McAuliffe. Uh, so for my podcast listeners, this is Terry McAuliffe. And you think the media would see that and say, hmm, maybe that's why we lost. Maybe that's why Terry McAuliffe didn't do so well. Maybe it's because on his final day of campaigning, he was saying that white teachers really need to be kicked out of schools. We need less white people teaching our kids. Also, parents shouldn't be involved in what our children are being taught. Maybe it was because of that. No, the media came forward and like CNN said, this was a dog whistle. It was white supremacy. It was racism. We also had a Jamel Hill come forward and say, it's not the messaging folks. This country simply loves white supremacy. And Jamel Hill is a contributing writer for the Atlantic. She grew up in Michigan state. So obviously, you know, she is a, a pro at this type of thing. MSNBC also wrote this headline at Glenn Youngkin's victory proves white ignorance is a powerful weapon. Virginia's new Republican governor won his race by stoking outrage over critical race theory. So white ignorance, super powerful weapon, you guys. On top of that, we also have this um, Daily Beast contributor. We all know how reputable the Daily Beast is. Uh, Yeah, all they do is spend their time writing hit pieces on people who do actual journalism. Uh, We have this Daily Beast contributor saying whiteness remains undefeated. Let's wait and see who those white suburban voters went for tonight in Virginia. Any guesses. And I've seen so many videos coming out of how it was like, oh, white women this, white women that. Like I said, uh, hashtag white women was trending all day today on Twitter because people were blaming white suburban moms for voting in Glenn Youngkin. They're extremely upset. They said that Virginia is lost and they don't know how they're going to recover from this. Well, it's really funny that they're saying that this is a white supremacist issue when a Republican Winsome Sears is Virginia's next lieutenant governor. And as you can see, she is a black woman, one of the first black women to be elected statewide in Virginia 
history. Now, normally when we see a minority elected to Congress or any political any political position at all. The media absolutely loves it. They have a field day. Look at AOC, Ayanna Presley, Rashida Tlaib. They're all media darlings because they're minorities and they're advocating for all of the insane progressive ideals that the media loves. Now, when we see a successful Republican black woman who is elected for the first time statewide in Virginia, first black woman in history, media silence. Not only just media silence, but the media says that because of white supremacy, she was elected. Very, very interesting. Now, Ben Shapiro actually laid this out very well, so we'll read his tweet here. He says, condolences to Virginia on becoming radically racist again, according to the media, by electing a black female lieutenant governor and a Cuban-American attorney general, rejecting racial essentialism in schools and replacing a Democrat governor who wore an actual KKK outfit. And this is probably one of my favorite memes to come out of this election And it says how it started versus how it's going. And for my podcast listeners, on the left, we have a photo of Blackface Ralph Northam, or maybe he's in the KKK outfit, one or the other. I'm not exactly sure. And then on the right, we have the new lieutenant governor of Virginia, who is this gun-wielding Black woman who is a Republican who is ready to make a change. Again, first ever elected Black woman in history there. Uh, The media crickets on that one there since saying that it is just white supremacy. There's no other answer for it. Absolutely not. It, it isn't Joe Biden. It isn't the fact that Terry McAuliffe spent more time trying to stage a fake neo-Nazi event in front of his opponent's campaign bus instead of actually going out on the streets and listening to Americans. It's not any of that. It's because McAuliffe was a Democrat and things were just unfair and these white suburban moms are idiots and they, they just They didn't want their kids being taught critical race theory, which we all know is clearly a fake thing. We're going to be getting into an NPR article about that here in a second. Uh, But I actually found a clip about maybe why Virginia, notoriously blue state, has since flipped red. Let's listen. This is a clip from Telemundo as well. It's in Spanish, so I will narrate here. I believe that Biden turned me into a Republican. Biden is destroying the economy. Inflation is through the roof. And everything is terrible. So there you guys go. They found this, again, because the media loves to prop up minorities. Um... They have this minority man here in Virginia saying, Joe Biden turned me into a Republican. Everything is awful. Inflation rates are through the roof. The economy isn't looking good. Please, God, I was a a Democrat at one point and now I'm a Republican. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting how that clip is never going to be played by any of the mainstream media, but that's okay. We will we'll play it here. And you know things are going bad in Joe Biden's presidency and with his entire administration when, again, just nine months in, this man has the lowest approval ratings during this point in history or during his point as presidency in history. Wow, I really butchered that sentence. Basically, Joe Biden is so unpopular and no president in history has had such a low approval rating so early into their presidency. That's what I was trying to get at there. And we know that it's bad when we have a New York Times columnist 
columnist even saying that same exact thing. Biden has nearly the worst approval ratings of any president on record at this stage of his presidency. Just something to keep in mind if you're struggling to understand what happened tonight. And again, this is a, a left-wing guy who's saying, and I'm just going to toss out that the Fox News, Mansion Cinema, and many of the other things in my replies are not particularly high on the list of explanations, even if they do not help. So the left is now having to admit their, de their defeat, and they're having to admit it because they realize all of the issues that they campaigned on for the past four years, racism, all of this fake outrage, just straight up lying to the American people. It's not going to work anymore. They can't attack Donald Trump anymore. And they even said that as well um, in regards to why they are losing. They finally realized, okay, maybe attacking Donald Trump and trying to uh, say that every single Republican is a racist is not a winning strategy in the long term. And I was thinking about this today, too. And I was like, okay, what was the biggest takeaway from Donald Trump being in office? Uh, you know, the Republican Party now is distancing themselves from Trump. And they're trying to say, hey, we can do this on our own. We don't need Donald Trump. Uh, we can win back the votes. We can win back America by actually listening to our constituents. And one of the biggest takeaways from Donald Trump's presidency and uh, what he was so consequential in was waking up a lot of Americans to the propaganda machine that the media always was, the fact that we were all being lied to. And he did a great job of that by, again, just being himself and then the media slandering him for four years as a white supremacist, racist, bigot, a misogynist, take your pick, who hated Hispanics, who was locking kids up at the border, who didn't care about COVID. Uh, they went so insane. And Donald Trump's presidency did a great job of exposing them. And the people realize now how much they've been lied to. But on top of that, the people are also awake and aware that a lot of the politicians, almost every single politician in office, there are a very, very select few who actually listen to their constituents. Many politicians in office never actually stood for the American people, what they actually wanted. They were in it for themselves. They've been in it for the power. They've been in it to line their own pocketbooks or their own pockets, I should say. So a lot of people are realizing this now, and a lot of people are waking up, which is why in Virginia we saw uh, Glenn, Glenn Youngkin win the way that he did. Because people are tired of electing these Democrats who don't give a damn about them, who do not give a damn about their children, who do not give a damn about how their tax money is spent. Look at Joe Biden right now and uh, Terry McAuliffe. Congratulations to him for campaigning with Joe Biden, who is printing trillions of U.S. dollars spending our taxpayer dollars so frivolously, we don't even know where it's going to right now, had the awful withdrawal of Afghanistan. There's still Americans stranded over there right now. Inflation rates are through the roofs. Cargo ships were stuck in LA. They couldn't even dock. Joe Biden is the one that has halted our economy. The media and other various politicians love to say it was because of the pandemic. No, it's because of government lockdowns. It's because of government mandates. There's a picture right now going around of a New York City firehouse, and it says closed due to the de Blasio's mandates. And that's what this is. And we need to be very mindful because we're living through a time of intense propaganda that we don't say, oh, the pandemic, the pandemic. No, it's mandates. It's the government that is doing this. And the people finally woke up and realized this. Now, NPR put this article out and they said a bad omen for Democrats and four other election night takeaways. And they basically, in this article, try to lay out 
why Terry McAuliffe lost, because it was so baffling to them. And of course, number one, they say it's a bad omen for Democrat hopes in 2022. We all know that this election and specifically the Virginia, notoriously blue, I've said that like five times already, but it is, it was the domino that would show us what was ahead for 2022 and potentially 2024 as well. It was the election that would really show Americans or show the politicians, let's say, how the Americans were feeling about Biden and his administration and Democrat leadership. This election was very important because of that. So in this article, they say, yeah, it's a bad omen uh, for Democrat hopes in 2022. Uh, they go on to say the suburbs in, are still swing areas. So uh, yeah, maybe these politicians should actually focus in on, yeah, a lot of these suburban moms who are coming out to vote because they realize that their kids are being indoctrinated with propaganda. Their kids are being attacked by the state, by the government, and they're they're tired of it. So they're coming out uh, in numbers. So they're saying like suburbs are still swing areas and uh, we really need to be careful of that. And um, Number three, Republicans may have figured out a way to run in the post-Trump era. Uh, even last night, the media was going crazy. MSNBC was saying that post-Trump insurrection, we have Glenn Youngkin, who was elected, and he waved an insurrection flag, and he was endorsed by Donald Trump. And the media is realizing now it doesn't matter if you slander Donald Trump because the average American doesn't care about Donald Trump anymore. They care about getting their country back. So again, this article lays all of this out. And number four is my favorite because it says Democrats need an answer on education and race. And they say, call it a racist dog whistle as McAuliffe did, call it white grievance, but Democrats have to come up with a convincing way to answer the, and they put this in quote, often false charges about how children are being taught about structural racism in schools. Wherever you look, it looks like these college-educated suburban white voters who Democrats thought were breaking their way rallied back around critical race theory. He's talking about the academic framework taught in law schools that examines how racism is embedded in society. It's not generally taught in elementary or high schools, if at all, but that hasn't stopped mostly white conservative parents who have overrun school board meetings across the country from accusing schools of doing so. So per this NPR article, this critical race theory is just a big boogeyman that parents all across the nation, specifically in Virginia, keep lying about. Really? Then explain this clip, NPR, explain this clip to me of a mother in Virginia talking about what her child is being taught in school. Six-year-old somberly came to me and asked me if she was born evil because she was a white person, something she learned in a history lesson at school. Now you've covered up a rape, then arrested, humiliated, and falsely accused her parents of being domestic terrorists. I wish I could return my kids to LCPS. Private school is expensive, and I want my kids to be able to walk home from school with their friends in their own community. I refuse to allow you to destroy our schools. They are not your schools. They are our schools. So there you guys go. I don't know who was playing the windpipe and the classical piano in the background there, but that was the only version of that clip that I could find, unfortunately. But this Virginia mother is coming forward and asking the school board why her six-year-old came up to her and asked if she was evil because of her skin tone. And then NPR, the mainstream media, and all these politicians have the audacity to tell us that critical race theory doesn't exist. I have read stories and showed videos from mothers who have gone to school boards on this show 
about how the mom said, yeah, my son almost committed suicide because he felt so bad about his skin color. And you want to sit here and tell me that critical race theory doesn't exist? It's a blatant lie. And this is why... Virginia is now a red state because people are tired of the media lying to them. People are tired of politicians not standing for their constituents. People are tired of intelligence agencies be, uh, calling them domestic terrorists. It's absolutely ridiculous. And people are getting extremely tired of their corrupt government. I was reading this tweet today that said in the Constitution, it says that it is the responsibility of the people to overthrow a corrupt government. and. I was thinking about the fact that many people even fear saying that on camera anymore, holding that view, because they're scared that the FBI is going to come raid their house and arrest them for holding these pro-constitutional, pro-American views. We all need to remember what America was founded upon. It wasn't founded upon subservience to the government. It wasn't founded upon the government coming in and taking away all of our rights and freedoms. It was founded upon bloodshed of the brave men who founded this country so that we could all be free and have our freedom of speech and have our first amendment. And what we've seen in this country over the past four years has been atrocious and disgusting. The fact that Kyle Rittenhouse right now is even on trial is ridiculous. He acted in self-defense and all of the video evidence and also the FBI footage that has since come out because of this case. The FBI apparently was sitting on this footage that showed that Kyle Rittenhouse was Shouting, I'm friendly, I'm friendly, I'm not here to attack anybody. And then, um, I, I'm not going to name names here because I'm not sure who shouted it in that video. But basically, a rioter, looter, or arsonist, take your pick on what you want to call them because that's what these people are. They were saying, get him, attack him, and they incited the mob on him. Kyle Rittenhouse acted out in self-defense, and multiple angles of video evidence show this. But the fact that in America, he is currently on trial for self-defense is in itself a crime on Kyle Rittenhouse's freedom and on all of our freedoms. Because what ends up happening to Kyle Rittenhouse, that is the verdict for the rest of America. Not only that, but I'm worried about what's going to happen for Kyle Rittenhouse because of what already happened to Derek Chauvin. George Floyd died from a fentanyl overdose because he was a drug addict. George Floyd asked to be put on the ground. He did. I watched all of the body cam footage. And so all of this, oh, I can't breathe nonsense. He was saying that in the back of the police car. He was saying, oh, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Please just put me down on the ground. He asked to be put down there. He was already saying he couldn't breathe before there was ever a knee on his neck because he died from a fentanyl overdose. And then Derek Chauvin went to jail for doing his job and for, again, adhering to the training that he was taught. Granted, I'm not the most pro-police person anymore. I used to be. I'm not anymore. But granted, even with that, I could even see that Derek Chauvin being put in jail was injustice. And I worry for what will happen to Kyle Rittenhouse because of what we saw with Derek Chauvin. And we know, too, that that jury felt threatened because, again, mob rule runs this nation in this country now. It's what Black Lives Matter and Antifa wants, and they've already called for violence if Kyle Rittenhouse is acquitted of his charges. They already said that they were going to burn things down. I've already seen the tweets. I've already seen the calls for violence. And many of the jury members, we went over this last show, said, I didn't even want to drive my car here because I was so nervous that somebody would identify me. Why? Because previous jurors have been identified by the media. And why is that? So that way those jurors would be found out and make the right decision. So that is our judicial system in this country right now. That is where our rights and freedoms currently stand. And that is why Virginia, once blue, has now switched red. That's why. 
not because of white supremacy, not because of racism, not because of all of these bullshit excuses that the media keeps trying to give to us because people are tired of the lies. People are tired of this programming and they're breaking free of it. I was watching The Matrix last night and this movie is amazing in more ways than one because in the movie you have Neo and you know he's trying to learn how to see through The Matrix and break the conditioning of his mind. And that's essentially what we're all living through today. Today, you have to break through the matrix of feeling like you need to wear a face mask or feeling like you need to adhere to these government pandemic policies. You don't have to do anything that you don't want to. This is America. Take back your rights. Take back your freedoms. And that's not an extreme thing to say. That's what this country was founded upon. And it is very sad that so many people in our society today are even afraid to say these types of things or are afraid to push back and say, no, I'm not going to wear a face mask because they will be threatened with arrest or felony charges at this point. Because I've seen it on multiple occasions and we're seeing what happens to the January 6th prisoners who are being politically persecuted right now. Remember what happened last year, the BLM and Antifa rioters, looters and arsonists that were arrested multiple times and just let free by corrupt DAs time and time again that were put there by George Soros, by the way. Look how they were treated versus how the peaceful protesters of January 6th were treated. And we're still seeing all of the lies and manipulation coming out of January 6th absolutely atrocious, and we should be upset by it. Now, further proof that we're living in the matrix and we need to break out of our own mental conditioning, this is a clip of local news stations across the nation, and we're going to play. It's a little bit confusing to listen to, so uh, just a heads up to my podcast listeners, but this is your average local news station, and this is your average news, mainstream media propaganda that we're all hearing. I am Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, is to, to serve, serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso, Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS 4 News produces. But we are concerned about the trouble that's trying to be responsible. One side of news stories plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarm. Some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media outlets to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. Bro, we don't live in a democracy. We live in a republic. Maybe if we actually taught school kids actual education in this country, somebody would know that. I think I need to go do a man on the street and go ask people, so uh, do you think that um, the Virginia election was a threat to our democracy? And when they say, yeah, I'm going to be like, okay, is America a democracy or a republic? Also, what's a democracy? Because you probably can't even explain what that is to me. So just further proof that we're living through a time of not even intense propaganda, but just straight up the matrix at this point. Like you really do have to choose which world you want to live in. Do you want to live in this fake reality where you know that what you're being given is fake, but for comfort purposes, you'll just keep doing it anyway? Well, just put the face mask on because it was just easier. I just... I just got the vaccination because it was just easier and I, I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I couldn't push back against the government. It was, it was really scary. 
Now is the time to be courageous, people. Now is the time to be courageous. And I say this as somebody who has been in multiple situations that did take a lot of courage. Last year when I was reporting on the Black Lives Matter and Antifa riots, there was so many moments where I had cold sweat on my palms because I knew I was in a life-threatening situation. There was moments when I went and I protested against Black Lives Matter and Antifa last year when I knew I could very well get attacked, and I did on multiple occasions. And I didn't want to go do any of those things, but I did them because I realized that no one else was going to do it. So I want you guys to have that same exact mentality. If you don't take off the face mask, then who will? If you don't say no to the vaccine, then who will? I want everyone to start having the mentality that you are the one that is going to save America. You might think that you're a nobody, that you're just one American, that you can't make a change, but you can. If you don't do it, who will? And then you will inspire somebody else. That person will inspire somebody else. And then guess what? That is how we take back our country. Never forget who's in charge here. We, the people have the power, not the government. Do not forget that. Take back your rights, take back your freedoms and stop bending the knee to the government who does not give a shit about you. Now let's go ahead and take a peek at what happened in New Jersey. That was only my rant on Virginia. Let's take a peek at New Jersey. The governor race has since been called. Uh, this came out at 5 p.m. today. Democrat Phil Murphy narrowly wins re-election for governor in New Jersey, and that is per the AP. Now, my good friend Ian Smith, you guys might know him as the New Jersey gym owner who never shut down despite all of the government-mandated regulations to lock down. He occurred hundreds of thousands of dollars of fines, and he never, ever shut down. Now, his Instagram page was deleted today. I believe he had an over 200,000-person following on Instagram. And why did his Instagram get deleted? Because this is what he was sharing on there. Bergen County, New Jersey, reported 219,894 votes last night at midnight, 100% reporting with 52% for Jack Ciaturelli, that is our Republican candidate. This morning, Bergen County has 261,528 votes, 40,000 more votes, and now shows that Governor Murphy is the declared winner of that county. And then he says, share this, make them report it, full audit. So multiple people have reported this, that last night they said that it was 100% reported. They've got all the votes in. And then magically, sometimes during elections now, we saw this in 2020, now we're seeing it again in 2021, in the middle of the night, the magic vote fairy comes and just kind of deposits tens of thousands of votes. And then the Democrat winner comes out and they win. Yay. That's how democracy works, guys. So uh, Ian Smith was reporting this. Uh, he also said major New Jersey regularity number two, Burlington County with 97% vote in was 54.4% uh, for Jack. And I can never remember his name. I'm his last name. I'm sorry. Jack Sia Torelli. And a few hours later, read 52.2% for Governor Murphy. If you don't think we aren't going to audit this, you're crazy. And again, Ian Smith said that he will personally lead an audit in New Jersey. That is his state. He wants to fight for truth and justice. Also, uh, Fog City Mid, she's in Arizona. She's been fighting against election fraud in her state. And uh, she actually came out and said, look, it's great that Glenn Youngkin won in Virginia, but also he won via the same 
uh, voting machines that we're trying to get rid of after what happened in 2020. Maybe we'll get her on the show to talk about her view and standpoint on that. So she's celebrating this as a bittersweet victory. Um, I honestly say let's take the win because we've taken a lot of losses on the right wing side over the past four years. Honestly, we've been slandered as racist neo-Nazis. We had a fortified election. Um, We have political prisoners right now rotting away because they had the audacity to go peacefully protest at the Capitol. Uh, People keep getting censored and banned off of social media. Their careers are being ruined. People have been getting kicked out of banks. I mean, you name it. We've taken a lot of losses. It's very difficult to be a right winger in America's political climate. So I take the Glenn Youngkin uh, victory as a small drop of happiness in a a small puddle of wins that we do have. And that's what I will view this as. A lot of Americans lost steam. They felt that there was no hope left for this country or voter integrity in any sense. And so this was the win that they needed. They showed out in full force and they got Glenn Youngkin elected as their governor. Unfortunately, in New Jersey, we're seeing some of these irregularities and we'll see what ends up happening in those states. Uh, Jason D. Meister as well, who is a Fox News Fox Business, Newsmax, and 1AN contributor and former Trump advisory board member writes, the RNC lawyers need to investigate why Bergen County, New Jersey, after 100% reported with Sia Torelli having won 52% to 47%, all of a sudden flipped to Murphy 51%, Sia Torelli 47%. So that's what we were seeing in New Jersey there. And again, after 2020, the media was telling us at that point that, hey, um, just remember that uh, you might not know the election results on election night. And we saw that same exact thing with these elections. And uh, there you go. So um, another potentially fortified election. I'm not saying it was. I'm just saying there's some discrepancies here. And maybe we should do an election audit and really make sure that all of those votes were properly counted. So that's what went on last night. It was uh, overall a big win, overall uh, very positive And uh, what were Democrats' response to this? Not even Democrats at this point. We'll call them progressive. Uh, Per the Daily Mail, we need to be even further left. Progressives, including Ilhan Omar, doubled down on agenda that led party to disaster in Virginia and vowed to fight GOP's race-baiting BS as desperate Dems start the blame game. So apparently we have all of these progressives calling for the Democrat Party to go even further left, which is absolutely hilarious to me because Ilhan Omar mentioned in this article, um, apparently she was trying to get, uh, what is the word for it? I had the, the tweet here and I don't have it anymore, but basically she was trying to replace police departments with public safety departments where citizens would go and be the public safety and they'd replace the police. And that got shot down immediately. And uh, everyone was laughing about it because they were like, okay, Ilhan, your progressive insane policies don't actually work in the real world. And we saw that with, again, like we talked about earlier in the show, uh, Chaz in Seattle What did that end up as? That autonomous zone that was supposed to be a socialist utopia where there was free food and happiness and laughter and everyone was just doing art all day. Yeah, it ended up in a teenage boy getting shot and uh, several people being wounded. Paramedics were not able to get into the area because crazy anarchists uh, barricaded it with concrete. It was insane. And uh, yeah. A lot of uh, theft happened there as well. It was so funny to see all the tweets come out like, oh my gosh, bro, like I came to Chaz to have a cool time. And then like I went to my tent and my MacBook and like all my money was stolen. Like who would do that? What? what? I just like socialism. I thought it was going to be the super cool thing. We're like all equal. 
and uh, we wouldn't steal from each other and we'd like all uh, do the same thing. Like, why would this happen? So Chaz was ab- like absolutely freaking hilarious to watch. I'll never forget the photos of their their garden that they created. And they essentially went to probably Walmart and got like pre-grown plants and just put them in a plot. They like dumped out bags of soil on the ground and then put the plants in the dumped out bags of soil. Like they didn't even dig into the ground to put the plants in the ground. It was absolutely amazing to see. It imploded. It was insane. That is what happens when you have a uh, public safety council as opposed to actual police. It's a little bit of anarchy. And uh, progressives are calling for Democrats to be even more far left. So I would say personally to the Democrats, they should take this advice because that's going to be great news for the Republican Party and for right wingers, as we saw with Virginia. Now, let's go ahead and get into some COVID news here. What's going on around the world? How are things going for the average American and uh, Joe Biden's vaccination plan? How, How is that going? Well, we all know that the FDA approved the Pfizer vaccination for children ages 5 to 11. And uh, this was Joe Biden's response to that. That's the average. And one more thing. Vaccinating our children will help us keep our schools open, keep our kids in the classroom, learning, socializing with their classmates and teachers. I think every reporter in this room who has a child understands the difference of a child going to school and having to learn from home. So there you guys go. There's Joe Biden saying that if all our kids don't get vaccinated, we're going to have to close down the schools. No, you don't. No, you don't. This is a virus that has an over 99% survival rate. And actually a child, if they have no underlying conditions, their immune system has a higher efficacy rate than the vaccine does at protecting them from COVID. But let's just go ahead and ignore all of that science. And let's go ahead and see how the vaccination program is uh, going as well. Uh, In Garland, Texas, two children were mistakenly given adult doses of the COVID-19 vaccine. That seems like a mistake that shouldn't be made, but it's not only a mistake that we're seeing right now, but it's a mistake that we have seen previously. And on top of them being given the wrong dosage amount, I'm not going to get into it too much on this stream, or I will have to delete it off the face of the earth because you're not allowed to talk about how myocarditis and pericarditis are side effects of this vaccination and how children and young boys specifically are most at risk for that. But yeah, go ahead and uh, give your child a heart attack and uh, you know have them deal with heart inflammation for the rest of their life for absolutely no reason. That's your choice as an awful parent to make. Um, basically, There's no reason for our kids to be getting this. And the fact that Joe Biden is threatening to close down schools again, he can take every single word that he just said and shove it up his. Okay, that's all I have to say about that. Joe Biden, the people don't fear you anymore. And maybe you should close down the schools. Great. Then maybe more parents will be encouraged to homeschool their children. And then with the next generation that have not been indoctrinated by your socialist Marxist insanity. Then we can take back our country and start righting all of the wrongs of the left. And what else is going on in COVID news? Uh, From the New York Post, Pfizer expects to sell 36 billion of COVID vaccine this 
year. Pfizer is hiking sales expectation for its top-selling COVID-19 vaccine again, and its early look at 2022 also falls well above Wall Street forecasters. The drug maker said Tuesday that it now expects to book about $36 billion in revenue from its coronavirus vaccine this year. That's about 7% higher than what Pfizer forecasted in July and more than twice what the company expected at the start of the year. Next year, Pfizer says global vaccine sales could total around $29 billion or more, and there's room for growth. The company expects to recognize revenue for 1.7 billion doses in 2022, but it could produce up to $4 billion. Oh my gosh, that's so good for Pfizer, you guys. They're going to try to produce at least 4 billion doses um, and uh, probably promote a third booster and a fourth booster and a fifth booster, and they're going to keep becoming billionaires, and we're going to keep getting boosters. And um yeah, it's just going to be great all around for everyone when uh, we're all depopulated and the big pharma billionaires are the only ones left in society. But that's just me having like a crazy conspiracy that would never actually happen because we all know that the elites really do care for us, our politicians, everyone in power in the government. They care about us so much. And without the government, we, we would really be nothing. And we see that with things like the UN Climate Summit. Okay. All of the world leaders, they come together every single year. They fly their private jets, okay, for us to tell us how we can be better and how we can consume less from Insider. Photos show the lineup of private jets that the world's elite, including Jeff Bezos, took to the UN's climate conference in Scotland. The COP26 UN climate conference kicked off in Glasgow, Scotland, with high-profile attendees. President Joe Biden, UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson, both of them fell asleep, by the way, and Jeff Bezos all arrived on private jets. Private jet travel remains a blind spot for world leaders and the wealthy when discussing climate change. But no, in reality, they just care about us so much that they have to get to their fancy-schmancy destinations where... They eat steaks and tell us all how we consume too much. Like, come on, guys. They just care about us. That's that's the only thing. Uh, so again, apparently, uh, reporters went and saw what was on the UN Climate Summit menu, and they were very, very upset about what they saw. The COP26 menu was like serving cigarettes at a lung cancer conference. The big issue, right? Climate and conservation groups have questioned the sustainability of the COP26 menu, which is almost 60% meat or dairy-based. Wow, who would have thought? Who would have thought that the same politicians and global leaders that are telling us to consume less meat, to drive around less, to walk around, to go on bikes, to live in smaller houses, to uh, really, really focus in on our consumption. Who would have thought that on the menu available to them, they had burgers, venison, beef, ramen, and haggis, all very high carbon footprint items. Who would have thought that they would be eating delicious, yummy steaks, flying their private jets, driving their 85-car motorcades while telling us to consume less. I, I'm honestly, for one, shocked by this. I really am. A politician and global leader not caring about the average person. I just it's, it's truly baffling to me. It really is. It really is. Joe Biden cares a lot, though, which is why, and uh, let us let me direct your, direct your attention towards the border a little bit here, too. Uh, Joe Biden cares so much about everyone but Americans uh, that he is still flying family members and minors of illegal immigrants to U.S. at taxpayer expense, uh, violating federal law, by the way. This is from Just the News. It says, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton discusses the lawsuit that he is fighting in court 
such as the Texas heartbeat bill and the potential lawsuit fighting the Biden administration's implementation of flying of illegal immigrants, their family members and minors to the United States at taxpayer expense. The attorney general explains that not only is this completely illegal, but nothing allows for it in federal law. Paxton goes on to comment that America has never seen a president like Biden that spits in the face of the Constitution and spits in the face of a federal law and says, I'm going to do what I want. So just an update there that Joe Biden is still flying illegal immigrants all across our country without COVID tests, if you guys think that they even care about that to begin with. Um, yeah, they're still doing that on the taxpayer's dollar. And uh, no one's doing anything about it. So that's America. That's Joe Biden in 2021. And that's why people are absolutely tired of it. And again, too, um, these are average U.S. Congresswomen. And these are the type of people that continue to make sure that specific states, particularly blue states, potentially turn red. We have Cori Bush, who was commenting on the Kyle Rittenhouse trial uh, because the judge in Rittenhouse's trial says lawyers cannot call the two people he killed victims. He said victim is too loaded of a word, but he will let lawyers call them rioters, looters, and arsonists. Congresswoman Cori Bush says the white supremacist murderer is just a kid, but the victims who are standing up for black lives are rioters, looters, and arsonists. That's how much this injustice system values black lives. That's how deeply rooted in white supremacy our society is. Okay, Cori Bush, girl, they were rioters, looters, and arsonists. In all of the video footage, you can see them rioting, looting, and arsoning. Code word for lighting fires all across the city of Kenosha. Yeah. Does Cori Bush think that we're idiots? I mean, her followers probably are, so she can tweet this out and they'll all be like, oh my gosh, yeah, we blindly believe that. We're going to gobble it up. Cori Bush would never lie to us at all. And it, it is a uh, deeply rooted white supremacy problem in our society that Kyle Rittenhouse is being treated this way by our judicial system, that they can't, that his, his victims can't be called victims, that they have to be called rioters, looters, and arsonists. It's just so unfair that they, they're being called that when that's exactly what they were doing that night. This is about black lives and white supremacy, which is really funny too, because I'm pretty sure that, I know at least one of the people that he shot was white. So it wasn't really about like, it's not like he was out here murdering black people in the street. Like these people act like Kyle Rittenhouse went to Kenosha and was like to all of the uh, black people there. It's not what happened at all. It's not what happened at all. Just just a quick reminder to everybody. Anyway, that's all I have for you guys on this episode of Rapid Fire. Thanks for sticking with me. We uh, kept it kind of fiery. I appreciate you all. Please remember to follow me on Locals, savsays.locals.com. I post a lot of content over there. Also, savsaysofficial.com. I delete a lot of videos here on YouTube, but you can always find them on my website. And finally, remember to go to tigerfitness.com. Use coupon code SAV for 10% off of any order. I'm big into fitness. I think you should be big into fitness because right now the police aren't going to come protect you. You are the main protector of your life in this country at this point. And we are continuing to head further and further towards what looks like a national divorce, because at this point, it's like, how can we continue to live alongside these completely insane people who keep on trying to impose this draconian lifestyle on us where two plus two equals five and 3.5 trillion equals zero dollars. Uh, just make sure you're in peak health. You, you know, you know, at peak physical fitness, go to tigerfitness.com, coupon code SAF for 10% off. And then finally, uh, remember to leave a five-star review if you like the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. That's all I got for you. I'll see you guys next time.